All right, I think I'm getting the hang of this. Shit, guess we're about to find out. Shouts to Royce the 5'9". Shouts to DJ Premier and Adrian Young. But I'm in my prime too. Check it out, look. I'm out here slaughtering cats because I like to eat pussy. I want all of that. I'm an all-pro quarterback as a rookie. Trying to push me, and they be throwing a flag. A shoulders English bloke might be smoking a bag, and I'm never the type to go choking a gag. I'm dipping my toe in the game, and now you're towing a tag. Got me a fine woman, and she like when I go brag. So I rap about being up in a guts aggro crag and no stagnation. That's the enemy he's of the, progress. He's the so only I'm dude bopping to his own shit. Right, it's like yeah, laughing. Is, I was just gonna say, who is that? Oh, that's right, joke. that's me. Yeah, right, yeah laughing at his, you know, <laughs> he, he's the type of dude that goes to the Fourth of July barbecue and he he tells a joke. Nobody else laughs, but he laughs at all his own jokes. You know what I mean? Bopping to his own music, looking I at himself for an in audience the mirror, of one, <laughs> What is going on? Am I am I uh, glitching or 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 is it just? No. No, I'm good. So that's just bells. All right. What's going on? WLR 4th of July edition. I, I real. Oh, you heard that? You heard that? There you go. We're getting cracking early over here in the Bronx. Bang, bang. You know, so they, if I, if, if I got to cut out because they, they coming after me, just giving you a heads up. All right. Because, I mean, listen to them. It's the, it's the, the, the federalities outside. <laughs> Coming to get me. We were just talking about the infinite world, and they were like, Oh, that you guys are gonna reveal some secrets and they're outside. You know, I'm like, let me finish WLR and then I'll surrender in peace. But these people, man, I'm telling you, man. What, what what's going on, everybody? How you doing, man? Billy Ray Valentine, right here with the crew of the Wednesday locker room, doing to air on possibly Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm not sure. I'm here with the Andrew Bello, the god of thunder, ladies and gentlemen. What is going on? Say what's up to the people. I'll tell you what's going on, people. It's what's late. Up? It's late. Um, I'm an, I'm I'm struggling to find energy right now. It's it's past eleven. I actually watched some of Raw, so that's basically like I took a sedative. Um, <laughs> I've, I've, I've got a meal in me. I've had a couple beers. I've already gotten my fuck on, which is like a cardio event. Like there's a lot of like I'm tired. Basically, <laughs> is what I'm trying to tell you right now. Like there's 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 gonna be minimal energy coming from this end of things but nevertheless i'm going to try to muster up as much as i can for the important part of the show which is the introduction of the main event he comes to us from the island of road by way of the denver airport he stands at six feet 6.6 inches tall weighing in at an unbelievably svelte 666 pounds all biceps there they are he come, <laughs> damn it! He is the master of the massive memories, the connoisseur of the colossal kajungas, and the hunker of huge hooters. Yes, that's Triple H. He's sexy. No, not Triple H. He's stranglery, strangler, Steve. <laughs> wow boom what's wow, going on boys <laughs> you did finish strong not bad for a post fuck uh intro <laughs> for, for 11 for 11 p.m for 11 on the West something, Coast. yeah 11 20 at night 
Right, and you right. watched Raw, and you ate, and you banged, and you did, but you haven't gotten your smoke on yet, I guess. Not yet. So. Uh, yeah, that too. That's I felt that like was that was just case. a given. That's like I breathed. Yeah, right, that's, right, that's, right. It's, it's just understood. That's like baseline. Just accept that it's there. What's going on, guys? Hey, I, I'd love to say it's been a great week for me, but it's been a really <laughs> rough week for me. As like I got food poisoning twice this past Ooh. week. Oh, on twice. Tuesday, uh, my wife and I went out to breakfast and. Uh, we both had some funky eggs, which was kind of shitty, and uh, it fucked me up for a couple days. And uh, then on Thursday night, I just made a hot dog at home, just boiled it, and next thing I knew, I was, you know how you get that, ugh, you're burping it up, and you're burping it up, and you're like, oh, man, this isn't good. And once again, so from Tuesday until this afternoon, what's today, Monday, I I couldn't I couldn't eat anything. Today was the first day uh-huh. I ate. I want a single piece of pepperoni pizza. Ooh. And now I have ridiculous heartburn. Yeah. And I ate the piece it. of pizza like six or seven hours ago. That's why I got this big glass of water here. Okay. I'm trying to put out the flames in my chest right now because that may, apparently I'm so old I can't even have pepperoni pizza anymore without <laughs> beating the shit out of me. But it's because I haven't probably eaten anything all week long. And then, you know, we've gotten pizza for the pay per view. Uh, for money in the bank, and it's just—I figured it's been sitting in my refrigerator. I gotta have it, you know. So I, I tried okay, to have a piece of lunch and straight, right? so, me. So you have you—you you, you had something on. So you had some bad eggs on Tuesday. Yeah, right. That screwed you up, and you were like, "Let's go for broke. Let's go get some." So let me let me boil a hot dog on Thursday. Yeah, two days later, <laughs> right. and, and yeah. it didn't work out. It wasn't a good deal, and you went and ate. Week old pizza afterwards. No, the well, the pizza's only from Saturday, so three days old. Three day old pizza. Is that bad? I don't know, Stris. You tell me, man. No, it's, <laughs> pizza lasts at least a week in your refrigerator. Are you kidding me? Three days isn't bad. I don't know, man. The the only way to have a hot dog is grilled. I was just having a whole conversation about that with the fam. It's the Fourth of July. We're gonna be. We're, what's up, kid? We're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about what people are gonna have on the Fourth of July, and we're gonna be talking about. I think Stris says who your favorite wrestler on Raw is. I, I think that's yeah. what we're we're gonna talk about. That give everybody a shout out, do all that stuff. I do want to talk about a little bit of Monday Night Raw. It's funny because we used to review Monday Night Raw every freaking week, and now we're back to reviewing Monday Night Raw for at least one night and at least a little bit. We'll talk about it. You know, we we saw it. I fell asleep through some of it, as is customary. Um, but I woke up, I came back, you know, finished strong, uh, and uh, and we're here now, and uh, and we're going to talk about a little bit of money in the bank because we all made predictions and everybody was wrong, um, but we, we want to discuss that. <laughs> what happened, Stris? Um, maybe it was my wife. I said Damien Priest, too, not oh, you guys. Okay. <laughs> no, was it not? Um, but, um, but, yeah, so we're going to talk said about Logan that. Paul. Yeah, you're right. We're going to talk about the, 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 what Bello has like 8,000 things he wants to talk about. He wants to talk about freaking lands beyond the ice wall in the flat earth. For all you dummies that think we live on a sphere, we don't, at least, you know, we don't know, but that's, that's speculation that we're going to talk about. I'm also going to talk about how Finn Balor, all right, I don't know if you guys saw, but if you go on Finn Balor's Instagram or mommy's Instagram, or Dom Don's Instagram, and I don't go to Damian Priest's Instagram, so you know, so I don't know if it's there. You'll see, you'll see um, them imitating uh, uh, the cover of Abbey Rose, right? The mm-hmm. Beatle. And for you uncultured motherfuckers, I'm about to put you on, right? 
Um, they're they're all crossing the street, all four, all four Beatles, and Paul McCartney doesn't have uh, shoes on when he's doing it, and it's supposed to represent the fact that he's dead. I don't know how true that is, but that's what it's supposed to represent. So the Judgment Day went ahead and replicated this, and who was wearing no shoes? Mr. Finn Balor. So we can either talk about the replacement theory of Finn Balor because he's clearly not the same guy that was in New Japan. Clearly not. So either he was replaced or is this, or is this, uh, 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 what is it, uh, um, symbolic of how Striz uh, so uh, astutely pointed out that his career is dead. Something is dead and we will talk about it here today on WLR because if, if we want to talk about some conspiracy, that's the one to talk about, all right? Let's jump right into it before we get into anything else. So the main event of Monday Night Raw was Seth Rollins, Seth freaking Rollins, sexy, sexy Seth freaking Rollins is what he calls himself today, versus uh, um, El Señor Money in the Bank. What the fuck was that? Was is, what is that? What he was calling himself? Yes, yeah, that was corny as shit. And Triple H probably came up with that. El Señor Money in the Bank, uh, Damian Priest, right? Okay. And uh, and Dom Dom, who is fantastic, he's my favorite wrestler on the roster right now. <laughs> and, and maybe it's because I can relate because, you know, Dom and Dom and, and, and I, we are thugs. We've spent time in jail. We've done serious hard time, you know, all of this stuff, you know, and, and a lot of people can't relate to that, you know, to, to, to dominating a cell block, you know, like, you know, um, with a hard, a hard hammer, you know, to, to taking care of business, you know, like 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 Dom w- would do. So that's how I relate to him, and, and I get it, I, I get it. And but the people won't let him talk, you know. They get all over him. I think it's it's legit hate. I think people like to hate him. I think this is dope. I think I think Dom Dom is doing a fantastic freaking job. I don't think it's X Pac heat. I don't think it's go away heat. I think this is very different. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but this was the main event. And it was entertaining because Dom Dom is entertaining. I love this kid. I love him. I think he's fantastic. All right, we're going to Bells first. What did you think of the match? Seth Rollins versus Dom Dom. Mommy was at the corner. What do you think of Mommy? I want you to tell me about Mommy. Oh, yeah. Well, I love Mommy. Mommy's great. And and then the fact that she's just running the women's division is spectacular. I actually have another thing. I'll I'll kind of loop back to her in a second here. But as far as Dom Dom goes, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think I, I kind of agree with everything you said about Dom Dom. I think just for me, it just seems like a little too much too fast. I get it lineage he's been around he's been doing this shit for for a few years now at this point but um like he's in he's in main events fighting world champions and and shit and i just ah all right he's even though he's losing or the match ends up in a kerfuffle i don't know it just it feels it feels a little forced for me but hey i'm not i'm not always clued in and uh and you know for all i know you know, I'm, maybe I'm missing something because I'm just not watching as frequently as I was. Or I, I, I am watching a little more frequently now, obviously, but um, having been kind of checked out for a year or two, uh, coming back into it. And it's like, oh, he's main eventing Monday Night Raw. He's facing the world champion. I, I don't know. I don't know that he's he should be in that spot necessarily. But hey, again, just me. Uh, looping back to mommy real quick, though. Mommy's fighting fucking natty. Like, why am I still looking at Natty in 2023? I'm sorry. Is this this some sort of arrangement they made with Tyson Kidd, like on his way out when with his injury? It's like, yeah, okay, like, you know, just you have to keep Natty employed for as long as Natty can physically be out there. And apparently that must be something like that, because there's no reason she should be out there. Not only that, dude. She it was got just eliminated. weird watching this match. <laughs> she, she got eliminated for the money in the bank qualifiers. 
And then she gets a shot at the world title. And the, who, I mean, you know what? Props to whoever booked this match, though, because as I'm watching the, the Natty versus Rhea match, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, like, is is it a Canadian holiday or is there something going on? Like, is this some anniversary of now? Because they almost had me convinced for a minute that she might actually go over here. And I was like, why do I feel like this? This this shouldn't be. First and foremost, I shouldn't be looking at Natty. Nevertheless, seeing her in a title match at this stage in the game, nevertheless thinking maybe there's a, a sliver of a chance that she could actually win it. So, um, you know, for, for lifting, suspending my disbelief, I guess, props to whoever booked the match. But... It's still it was, weird. It was Scott Woodford. He Who said was it? it? Scott. Scott Woodford, he booked this match. Yeah, Scott Woodford, he, he booked the show tonight. He did. Okay. So props to you, Scott. What's up, Scotty? Good job. And thank you for letting us know. Um, uh, I am not a fan of Natty Neidhart. I've never been a fan of Natty Neidhart. I think she is atrocious. Oh, my God. All right. So in the ring, she's not horrible, right? But it doesn't matter. Because you put a mic in front of her and you just want to melt away. <laughs> oh, God, that's it. Yeah. Turn off the TV. Like, run for the freaking hills. Turn on AEW. Whatever. Anything else. But watch Natty Neidhart. And it, it is. And she can't. You would think with the. And you can tell that she really loves the business and that she tries hard. She freaking tries. You would think after all these years there'd be some improvement. But there is not. No change like the Twilight Zone. No change. It doesn't change. It's incredible. All right, Strids. What's up, man? I, and I, I know you were pissed off because you had bad eggs. You had bad freaking Frankie. <laughs> you had bad pizza. Then you had to watch Natty Neidhart. I know it's been <laughs> a tough I know it's been tough for you, bud. What's up, man? I have to say, and I don't know how you guys can feel about this, but this was probably the best Natty Neidhart match I've seen in a year. Probably. Because they worked very, very stiff in the match, and I thought it looked great. It gave it a little bit of realism. There's no way I thought she was going over, but at least it like was a good turnout. The punches were even you know good and stiff. So you know I enjoyed the match, but I'm with you guys. I don't think I really need too many more Natty Nightheart matches. But yeah, it just shows you that in, in wrestling, more, probably more in wrestling than any other business that we know of, that nepotism's always going to be a thing. Yeah, man. that's just the way it is. Second, third generation people get you know, preferential treatment. And that's just, you know, hey, my dad was a certified public accountant. Perhaps if he was intercontinental champion in 1979, I would have gotten a better look at, but he wasn't. So there you have it. Whereas Natty, would she have made it, if she wasn't a heart, eh, probably not. The same, you can say the same thing about Charlotte though, because at first glance when Charlotte Flair came in to the business, she, you know, she, she was built like a box car, you know, and there's no, no physique, just like this, a string bean, volleyball player from college you know like didn't really look particularly pretty didn't really have much of a body tall kind of masculine looking face and she ended up becoming what she became but you know with lots and lots of hard work and dedication and pushing and pushing and becoming what she is which is great but it shows you that like you know it's really at the end of the day it is about who you know yeah in the wrestling industry because you know would she have been even looked at for even a second back in the day when they were doing like diva searches and stuff. No, she was the absolute opposite of what they were looking for back in the day. She wouldn't have been a Playboy model or a uh, lingerie model in magazines where John Laurinaitis would have wanted to bang her and called her agent and said, I'll get you a tryout. You know? <laughs> what she did with like 90 different broads over the years. Um, yeah, it just it was what it was. But I, I still think it's weird that Natty has like six world... Um, 
like world records or something with Guinness, the Guinness Book of World Records. Nanny so it's kind of yeah, it's a weird niche thing about Natty Nighthawk. She has six uh, Guinness Book of World Record records. Doing what? I I don't know. But one of them most, is that most, most most matches on Raw. Most yeah, most ladies matches on Raw. Is that is that what why Raw has sucked so bad because it's been so much Natty Nightheart? Like perhaps, but she has been around a long time at this point. Yeah, like yeah. maybe you know, like I, I was saying, maybe they'll, they'll make her a trainer someday, or who knows what they're hanging on to her for. But you know, it's not like she's old, but she's certainly not young, and uh, you know, she's not moving the dial. But I I will say that I, I did enjoy her match. I want to be honest about that. I, I thought she did a fine job tonight with Rhea. And at this point, Rhea's been doing such an amazing job. It's almost hard to have a bad match with her at this point. Plus, the crowd loves Rhea so much that they're they're very forgiving, and which is a great thing to have on your side when you're really getting your your feet under you and you're getting some momentum. And I'll talk more about her later. But uh, yeah, overall, you know, like I said, a decent showing for her this week. When met better than most of the stuff I've seen her do in the last year or two. Meaning Natty Nineheart, right? I yes, she was in the ring with. Uh... With mommy, so I guess right, but uh, Jesus Christ, I I, I cannot, I, I just can't. It's been a long time. At least they're not putting a mic in front of her. At least, I mean, it's brutal, bro. Like, like she should have the Guinness World Record of one of the worst promos ever. Like, she is freaking next level awful, and and there's no fixing it. There is you no. Know it's weird. It's like, how do you be not good at it for that long? Right. How do you yeah. never get comfortable over that much time? That's that's what I don't get. I mean, it's, the it's, woman's it's, been on television for what feels like twenty years at this point, yeah, and the best promo—the best promo work she's ever done—involved her farting. <laughs> well, you that know, it's so sad a, and so true. We're keeping a theme here on WLR today. If 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 you have, you know, um, stomach issues, you know, uh, farting the whole deal, <laughs> upset some. Getting, getting you ready for the fourth for tomorrow. <laughs> Everybody's gonna go eat, and and you guys are gonna be telling us about all the crazy crap. Next week, what you wait and how did it go? How does it how did it work in your stomach? Don't watch a Natty Neidhart match. Anyway, Dom Dom. Let's go to, to another the next level, the best talent in WWE today, without a doubt, hands down. I mean, uh in ring, out the ring, charisma. Love it. Love Dom Dom. The the authenticity. And you can tell his love for mommy how much he loves mommy. I mean, I I love it, Striz. What do you think of Dom Dom, sir? He's fantastic. And um, here's the thing with Dominic. The, the, the WWE had that little um, experiment that they tried, which was incredibly successful. About as soon as he grabs the microphone, they turn up the heat on the panel so it sounds like the crowd's booing him out of the building. And they did that for a week or two, maybe three weeks. The crowd picked up on it and said, this is what we're supposed to do. They would train like a Pavlovian dog. So whenever he grabs the mic, they don't have to do it. They do still do it a little bit. But the crowd knows that's when they boo Dominic, which is great. But I mean, they built a heel. And uh, I'll tell you, he had great heat uh, coming into WrestleMania. And uh, when he came out and he had the handcuffs on, he was coming into a coming out to the arena in the police car. He had the long uh, robe on and his hood on, the handcuffs that are bringing him to the ring, and he has the tear under his eye. Mm-hmm. It was it was a fantastic entrance with tons of heat, and the crowd was just going ballistic. So. They, they do have some good stuff. And, and I mean, like I said, the kid's been wrestling since he was able to stand. So, right. you know, he may only be 26 years old, but he works like he's been working for 20 years already because he he's, can control it. You know, he's doing a great job. His problems could be a little bit better because he still has that little smirk that hides behind his face. It's kind of like he's enjoying it too much kind of thing. 
yeah. it needs to be able to relax those those smile muscles. That's hard to do sometimes, but you're gonna go out there and do some serious business. And I know it's 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 tough, especially if you have the boys in your corner and they're ribbing you while you're out there and trying to make you a break or whatever. But you know, for the most part, his matches are on point. He's doing great stuff. He doesn't hurt anybody. He's you know he's spectacular to watch work and uh, not that I mean I don't I don't see him having a, a baby face turn anytime in the next year. We keep the momentum going and see where they can go with it, which is great and see, you know, give them a little bit of a run as a heel. And then, you know, they're trying him in these main event roles and he's, he's coming through with the matches. You know, like Bella said, he hasn't been around long enough to maybe think, wow, he's like four main events in a row or whatever, undefeated on raw in the last year or whatever. But that, I mean, that's how you build somebody. That's how we're going to make a new name. So, you know, when the day comes where he's not leaning on his last name, he'll be a stand on his own two feet baby or heel which is which is going to be great let's have let's have dom be the one to beat roman reigns at wrestlemania <laughs> let's do it let's do it i think that's a, that gym. was part of what i was thinking about with dom too i was like like the last the only three people cody rhodes has wrestled in like the last year are basically brock lesnar roman reigns and dom <laughs> right <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, that's good i'm fuck? with it man i'm with it all right so i want to talk to you guys about this match real quick because so da- damian priest it looks like he's about to catch cash in, right? He's beating up uh, Seth Rollins. He's doing a whole deal. And like, oh, my God, he's going to cash in. He's going to cash in. Oh, he's going to do it. Finn Balor comes out and proceeds to continue to beat the trash out of Seth Rollins. And he's going to give him the double stomp. At this point, if I'm if I'm freaking uh, Damien, I'm like, go right ahead. Right? Yeah, exactly. But he's like, no, what are you doing, man? <laughs> what the hell was this? What are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm beating this guy up, dumbass, right? As soon as I'm done, you can have him and cash in, idiot. You know, but he's, and, and this is further uh, uh, fueling the theory that that uh, Finn Balor is dead or he is a clone. I don't know how. I don't know how this ties into the theory, but we're going to use it anyway, okay? So what the hell? How do we even begin to explain that? Like, I mean, that's common sense, like, off the bat. Like, I mean, like, don't, 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 ha- don't do that. That's really lazy, in my opinion, I guess. Like, it's just stop them and say, hey, what are you doing? And you go back and forth just because you're so pissed off at what you're I, I don't get it. What's up, else? No, I, uh, this is actually something I've always wanted to ask a, a professional wrestler. Like, <laughs> luckily, we have we one. We have here, one so. right here. <laughs> so, Striz, what is the deal with you guys? It seems to be... Uh, not only in circumstances like this, but even in elimination matches where where one participant pinning another affects you not. As a matter of fact, it, it makes the situation better because somebody is now eliminated from this elimination match. Yet wrestlers will often pull guys off. Is it a pride thing? Is it like you, you got to be the one that gets the pin? You got to be the one that delivers the finishing move? Or is this just... rights? Yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> it's just lazy. It's lazy booking and lazy creative is what it is. That's literally the bottom line of it. Like if they have Heat Finn and uh, um, Damian Priest, at least they should. They're out there as a team. It hasn't been an official turn from either guy yet. For who's going to be the baby? Who's going to be the heel? It should have just been like like Finn could have just like went like this. Like uh, I laid him out. To, you know. And then he can make the decision, priest can be like, oh, I don't want to cash it in because I didn't need your help to do it or whatever the case is. It, it's, it's a silly situation to get themselves into. And uh, like you, like you, Billy Ray, you were saying how they're crossing the street in uh, Abbey Road there. It's uh, Finn, 
the demon Balor has been dead since Mania, since he got he lost to Edge. And yes, uh, uh, Finn Balor's career essentially died the night that Seth uh, popped Finn's shoulder out in the Universal match when uh, he won the belt, the, became the first Universal champion, just to have to let go of it the night after and uh, because of injury. I think right then and there, Finn became a utility player in the eyes of WWE because yeah. of his size and because yeah, he's already kind of aging. This is now seven years after that. So to do this in his 40s, who's already had the best years behind him, and uh, will he make a great utility player? Absolutely. Will he be a world heavyweight champion? Most likely not. But uh, he still has you know enough gas left in the tank to help situations out when needed. But uh, if they're going to turn him babyface again, does anybody care? No. I mean, where does he go with that? Right back to where he was is being middle of the road, you know, because think of the guys who have the belts right now. None of them are changing to go to Finn Balor. Like, Gunter dropping the Intercontinental to go to Finn? Absolutely not. Seth Rollins? Absolutely not. Roman? Certainly not. You know, maybe uh, Austin Theory, like we were saying last week, he's the only guy that kind of has a belt that you can see him dropping it but getting it back because it's kind of his deal right now because they're trying to keep him, you know, simmering on the back burner while he gains momentum and steam over the next year. You know, being that guy, you know, that just it doesn't look good for Finn Balor at this point. But I mean, just to have a job after this many years and to be healthy enough to still go and to be a utility player is a great spot to have. Don't get me wrong; it's fantastic money. It's more money there than he'll make anywhere else in his career. And um, like, if you were to leave and go to AEW and start doing forty-minute knockdown dragout Adam Cole matches where nobody sells shit, (laughs) he'll be on the shelf in two months. Right. You know, because you think you can go, but you can't do that style anymore, especially when you're in your 40s. I and think now Adam Cole is starting to realize think, that, you know. I, th- I think he realizes it, too. I th- you know, he 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 was uh, doing a strong style thing for a long time. I don't think he wants to leave WWE. He's getting paid no. millions of dollars. Yeah, and like great. I said, it's still, it's still a great spot to have. Yeah. It's a great oh, job God. to have. Right. You know, and, and like, I mean, any any wrestler with his boots would be like, I get to be, the, you know, the utility guy. I'm bad, you know, sign me up. Yeah, you know, if he's making a quarter mil a year on his downside and still gets a couple of merch bucks on here and there, great. Right, and you're, and, gonna, you're uh, not going to make that kind of money popping popcorn at Target. Absolutely not. And 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 uh, and he's still considered a upper mid Carter. It's still Finn Balor. You yeah, know, people still kind of like him, you know, because right. he, he he is who he's been, and you know, he's, he has a little cachet. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think anybody's expecting him to become the universal champion this week. You know? No, 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 no. But no, you enjoy no. the match. It's like Ricochet, not bad. Enjoy the matches. All right, guy, you can cheer for him. He's cool. The kids like him. There, there's his value right there. Now, you you just went to Ricochet and you, you sparked something in my mind. Uh, you know, he's he's um he's calling out uh uh what's his face Logan Paul Logan Paul. I'm afraid. And, and it's it's gonna be a fantastic match, right? Whatever with these two, it's it's so so. I'm I'm just thinking ahead, but could they possibly screw up Logan Paul like they've screwed up Ronda Rousey at this point? Like I, I, you see where I'm going, Striz? Like yeah, it's, very, it's quite it's, it's very possible, right? But I don't think they'll make any mistake with this kid. I think they're gonna put him yeah. over and keep him strong. He, I mean, the money they paid the guy, although they paid Ronda a shit ton of money, right? And like I think they expected her to end up being a babyface out of the, the Shayna Baszler situation, and the crowd booed Ronda out of the building, and they right. were praising Shayna like the second coming of Christ, you know. <laughs> and so you, you never know. You gotta be you gotta be careful because 
you know, wins and losses do matter and attitude matters. And it's just a matter of like, like you said, their, their match will be a spectacle. It'll be uh, unbelievable. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'll, I'll enjoy it. But they have to, it's what happens next. It's how do you parlay that into the next bit of business? That's the important thing. And then they just have to keep them hot and don't keep them underneath with the, with the guys that you really don't have too many plans for. Yes, it'll be a great match to watch, but there's really no meat on the bone left as far as Ricochet being able to elevate anybody. But we got a fancy match with lots of flippity doodahs. Move them on to somebody else. I totally agree. What's up, Bells? Yeah, I think I think they're on the path to trying to ruin him certainly i mean uh, we we've all know ricochet is not really going anywhere but uh you know okay so this is going to be some sort of like crazy spectacle match i mean i like logan paul i've enjoyed his work the motherfucker ain't kota Ibushi. like what what's he going to do out there with ricochet like ricochet is going to be doing 630 corkscrew clusterfucks while like logan paul like jumps really high off of something like you know i'm He's he, yeah, he's cool. He does all this crazy shit. He ain't Ricochet. Like, like what the fuck? Like, Rick, are we putting him on that level <laughs> yeah, <Ricky>. already? Like, <laughs> hey, uh, really? You know, but, that's that's the thing, though, right? Like, Logan Paul was supposed to win the Money in the Bank. It was the obvious choice. It was the obvious choice. He was supposed to win the Money in the Bank, and then if so, he doesn't win it for whatever reason. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they don't have him for enough dates. I, I don't know. I mean, you could still make that stretch with with Logan Paul, right? But they're not. They didn't give it to Logan Paul. They didn't give it to LA Knight, I, which I don't understand for the life of me. How over? I mean, I do understand how over he is, but I don't understand how they don't pull the trigger when a guy is as over as LA Knight is, right? So they go ahead and give it to Damian Priest. I really don't think it's going to matter either way. I, I think Damian Priest loses. No one cares. I think Damian Priest wins. No one really cares. What's up, Bells? Yeah, I think, well, I mean, if he wins this belt off of Seth, no one really cares, to your point. But I almost think it would be, would have been more interesting. Okay, you're going to put this briefcase on Priest. Then you should have put the belt on Balor. Now this storyline gets real interesting. Now they're, like, standing side by side. I've got the belt. I've got the briefcase. Mommy's got the other gold. Like, we look real dope all of a sudden. Dom's got a bunch of tattoos. There's, there's like, you know, they all are bringing <laughs> something to the table. And, uh, you know, and yeah. that, now you've now you've made it judgment day a bigger deal you've made that belt like at least it, i don't know that it elevates the belt but it certainly puts it in a storyline that's more interesting than seth rollin does john cena's u.s open wimbledon challenge every week like you know yeah. all right so he's gonna beat the miz for it every week great that's that it does that does that do anything meanwhile gunther's still running through motherfuckers and he's on the same show right steve what are you thinking right Right. I think Bello made a great point. If they were all in the same group and had the belts and the money in the bank thing, and that adds to their tension, that would be some good TV for a couple of weeks, you know? Right? But uh, they didn't have that kind of foresight. I think that they, they, they put ultimately the, the money in the bank thing on Damian Priest as a thank you for all the work he's been putting in with the bad money stuff over the last two years and stuff. And he's really been coming through and took care of that guy and made him look like a million bucks. And this was like a little thank you. Whether he wins the belt off of it or not, it's, it's a little it's a nod and it's a feather in his cap to say, Oh, Mr. Money in the bank. And though every highlight for the next 50 years, it was you know, him holding the briefcase over the ladder. And that's, you know, there's a lot of value to that. And if you're a good worker, which priest is a good worker. And I know yeah. you don't like his promos. And I think that they can be better too. As far as his work goes in the ring and being a worker, that if he were to cash in and lose, that could be even better than if he cashes in and wins because it could set him off into a, a huge thing 
Right. When you get to know him more, uh, better psychologically, like the breaking down of like every, you know, 89% of the people who have ever catched this and have won. What the fuck did I do wrong? Where, where did I go wrong? And, or Finn's the one that throws the oh, wrench in the I got works Aaron and, Corbin. What happened to me? Yeah, yeah. exactly. I got me. Like, I'll what, be in NXT before I know it. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if you said that. Oh, I don't want to go back to NXT. <laughs> I don't want to go back to NXT. But like it's but, but it, it would seem real though, you know, if he said something like what? that. And then like you said, like like um Bell says, like they still have heat. So when he goes to cash it in, Finn throws the wrench in the works, which causes Damien to slip on the banana peel. One, two, three, Seth rolls up, keeps the belt, and that keeps that Seth goes on to something new. It doesn't the, the heat stops between Damien Priest and Seth because there's no more money in the bank. There's no more opportunity. The heat then goes with Finn and Damien Priest going into SummerSlam. Or whatever pay per view you want to finally pay it off at. That way, you know, he was right there. He could have been world champion. Finn fucked it up, but by doing that, he saved the baby face. That makes Finn a baby face, you know. So now he's going against Damien, who's a heel, who's pissed off and wants to get his heat back. You know, they, they have like a steel cage match or some some color or something. If they want to make it seem like it really has any kind of meaning to it, you know, they, I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing that. I think that's the way they're gonna do it. I think uh, I think uh, uh, Damian Priest is gonna cash in, and uh, and that's, a, that's uh, El Senor money of the money El Senor money yeah. in the bank is gonna yeah. cash in, and and Paul is dead. Finn Balor or or fake Finn is gonna run <laughs> to the ring, and and cost him his cash in, and he's going to lose. But it'll be protected because Finn did it. Finn made him lose. And then they'll start that feud. I think it's yeah. the best way to do it because he's not, even if he wins the, ch- I don't know, man. Maybe you give him the title. I, 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 I don't know. I, I really don't know. I'm at a loss. I don't think the guy's ready for it personally. Not yet. They, they need to do more. So I, I, I'm not there. I'm not sold on it. Could be very wrong. So if you want to get out of this, that's the way to do it. Have him cash in. Finn Balor runs out. Beats the trash out of him, cost him the opportunity. Starting a feud with Finn Balor, bringing it back down, of course, to the mid card. But what are you ultimately going to do with Damian Priest anyway at this point? The way I look at it, because even if he gets that belt, he'll be a mid carder champion. That's what they're gonna make him. He's not. He's not a main eventer yet. He's. He's not. Maybe he can get there, but he, he's. He's not that. At this if, that point, if that were to happen, Billy Ray, does, would you have all of Judgment Day break up? Yeah. Would you have? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Dom and mommy go on their own. Right. Finn's All on that. his own. Priest yeah. is on his own. Okay. Yeah. I I, yeah. I would keep Dom and mommy together for sure. You know, I mean that's the <laughs> whole China um Eddie Guerrero thing. Anyway, what's yeah. up? No, yeah. Here's the problem with Judgment Day at that at its core is that mommy's the most interesting person. Like yeah, like if you're like, hey, oh, wait a minute, wait you a minute, can wait a minute. what are you talking easily. Listen, your boy Dom is fine, but Dom is nothing without mommy, and Dom is nothing without his lineage, and Dom is nothing without priest behind him, and Dom is nothing with all the other nonsense. But yes, mommy is the most interesting. If somebody was like, hey, they're going to make a huge star to somebody from Judgment Day. If you ask 10 fucking guys in the crowd, they're going to be like, yo, Rhea Ripley. Problem is, she's kind of already at like the pinnacle of what she can do, right? She's the women's world champion, unless she's going to go on a Roman Reigns-esque run and unify the women's titles and be the women's tag team champions and and do all this other shit. Like, I mean, that, that she's kind of as high as she's going to be. And yeah, all right, like, all right, so punishment. Martinez does his thing and then 
Dom Dom does, does his thing. But at the end of the day, like mommy is the one that we all is just so overwhelmingly over with the crowd that you want to just see her do more. So it's, I don't know. It's just, it's all this other shit. is just going to feel unfulfilling. Shinsuke Nakamura did a whole dance for her today. That's not, and rightfully so. I wonder, I wonder what Buddy Murphy was thinking about that. Oh, he's probably hot. (laughs) Probably shoot hot. Dance for her for real in my room or some nonsense. He's going to tweet out of some dumb shit. Anyway, I don't like that guy anymore because of this. I used to think he was great. I don't like him anymore. Anyway, Ooh, all right. Speaking so of Nakamura, have- Billy Ray, have you heard the uh, the little Uzi Vert Nakamura I song? I Thoughts? did hear the little Uzi, wor- Uzi Vert Nakamura song. And uh, for my conspiracy theorists out there, little Uzi Vert is a admitted Satanist. All right, he he worships Lucifer, and that's what his name is supposed to supposedly means. Little Uzi Vert, little yes. Lucifer, right? Lucifer. Um, and uh, yeah, he did a, a song. With uh, with Nakamura's beat, and you know what, Lil Uzi Vert is not completely talentless. He he has he has a, a sense of melody, you know, and and can kind of pull off a song here and there. There are a couple of ones that I listen to from time to time. I try not to because he says if you listen to if you listen to his songs, you're going to hell right along with him. This is what he said. He has said this to people at his concerts. You're going to hell with me. You think I'm going to hell by myself? Ha 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 ha! You're coming with me. This is what. Uh, well, this is what I, I don't. Seems like a lovely he, uh, fella. He worships Marilyn Manson. You know uh, the the pale emperor. Um, I don't know if it's a gimmick or not, but he needed. You don't need to be a satanist to to get over. And but he's clearly that. So anyway, um, he did this song. I thought it was pretty dope, actually, Bells. What'd you think of it? I thought it was pretty. Yeah, I, dope. It was okay. I mean, the song itself is just kind of dope, right? So uh, it, it, it the ninety percent of the dopeness came from the original Nakamura Rising Sun track. track, right? Um, but yeah, I'm I'm thinking about toying around with it a little bit. I might I might I might have something soon. So uh, you, keep you, keeping you your out for it. You should have told uh, toyed around with it a long time ago. How'd you I let Lucy go, bitch? Beat you I know it was one of those things. As soon as it happened, I'm like, no. <laughs> Having said that, I did I did do a re I did like a cut of it as one of the next level entrance. I remember kind of it was songs. dope. Yeah, I remember yeah, that that's was. When I mean, I, I wasn't rapping first. on it or anything, but yeah. yeah was, but the beat was dope. I remember that's that's when we had first met almost, and I yeah. I got into introduced to that podcast, and I was like, who made this beat? It was Labello made the beat. Get the fuck out Sweet. of here. It was a dope beat. I don't know. I, I'll send you. I'll send you the song, Strid, so you can listen to it. Or, or no, I don't want to listen to that Satanist shit. It's going to hell. Come on, come on. I don't need with us. No. We're, we're uh, on that one. Yeah. On that note, is 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 it is it? And we'll, we'll get back to Raw. We're going to talk a little bit about Money in the Bank. I, I do want to talk about uh, my man Cody Rhodes, and uh, and and I, I almost lost it again. Just to give you guys a preview, I almost freaking lost it when Cody Rhodes came out. To to, in essence, challenge Seth Rollins. I was like, no, you know. And then Brock Lesnar came out. I'm like, okay, good, good. I'm fine <laughs> with that. Go fight Brock. I don't. I don't want you doing this right now or ever, for that matter. But um, I I almost lost it. I almost got triggered. So I do want to talk about that. But since we're talking about conspiracy and Satanism and Luciferianism, isn't it? It wouldn't it be the epitome of Satanism if. If there were more lands other than the lands that we've been shown on the map behind me, right? It, it, wouldn't it be just the ultimate freaking like slap to humanity if there's all this other land and we're talking about population control here 
and we can just cross the ice wall and there's an infinite number of lands. This is what, what Striz does on his off time. He's an adventurer. He is a, a you know, <laughs> a, an archaeologist of the umpteenth level, kind of like Indiana Jones, but better. And so he figures these things out, right, and, and, and sends us all of these things. And we look at it and we're like, what's going on here? we got to ask questions. Bells, what's up? What do you want to know? Well, I mean, there's just uh, thank. I want to thank the Striz most most definitely for doing You're the welcome. deep dive on this research, and he he sent us this video uh, from a reliable source on on Instagram, and uh, <laughs> and the video shows. Look, I know some of you guys out there, you think you know the flat Earth, and like, all right, I mean, first and foremost, you just think the Earth is flat. Come on, it's also hollow and upside down. You fucking marks. But um, for those of you who believe that the Earth is flat, there is supposedly a ice ball around the flat version of the map behind Billy Ray. And that's map as in cartography, not map as in minor attracted person. Feel Yo, dude, to clarify and as soon as you cases. said that, as soon as you said that, I, I started seeing it and then I started seeing people refer to it as that. And that's a fucking problem. That is a big and, and and I'm 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 always the one that I'm like oh they're overdoing this and they're probably overdoing that too but that right there yeah. is a there's big no ass wiggle room on this problem. one no, there no, is no, no. no exact there is a that's a big freaking problem if and and they're literally trying to push that but anyway go ahead yes they are uh, don't send your kids to expensive schools this is the shit that okay. they learn but nevertheless um so yes there is the map that as we know it, like billy ray behind him except in circular form that's the flat earth map there is an ice wall around that and due to this research that steve is, has done we now know that there is not only land beyond that ice wall but there's fucking infinite land beyond that ice wall infinite Ooh. land infinite land behind the ice wall meaning that basically we live in this infinitesimally small patch of earth that we think is so big and yet it's relatively meaningless in the grand scheme of things and that's not even with the multiverse that's a whole nother thing but yes infinite <laughs> land people striz tell the people tell them all about it yeah shackleton ain't got nothing on me motherfucker i'll tell you mm. I, I get out there and i search the world that's For real me. Fuck, fuck middle like a earth, real dude. fucking man it's like it just goes on and on and on <laughs> I'm, I'm proud, the thing that pisses me off the most about this is the, the property tax that i've been paying for all these years <laughs> this ain't worth anything apparently there's just there's as much land as there is water it's like apparently. diamond so prices like, yeah 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 like lab-grown you know land apparently it's like lab-grown yeah. diamonds it's, like doesn't that hurt the value you would think so so why are they smushing us all into these Tiny houses and tiny land and tiny this and tiny that. It's all been a big work. It's a conspiracy, brother, to keep us down and keep your work and say, stay broke. It's all part of it, man. We get past the first couple ice walls and we'll have like backyards the size of Jupiter. Damn, son. let's Ooh. do it. Let's. I, I am going to charter uh, a, a, a yacht, like a huge boat, uh, $250,000 a piece ahead. Just letting you know. All right, to go to the ice wall, drill past that son bitch, mm -hmm. and go over to the other side. I'm, I'm done. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I want to go check out what's going on over there. I heard, I heard they're having all types of parties, and there's like ninety percent women over there than men. Oh, I'm shit. out. I'm out. I'm, it's time to go. Um, that being said, I, I, I look at this, and while I'm like, this can't be true. There's still a part of me that's like, maybe this shit is true. 
And, and how there's would no way even, to say it's not right. How would we even know? You know what I mean? Like it's like how, we can't sit down and say no, that's not true. Like we, how do you, how do you even know? You that? Don't know. You don't. You don't know. Right, which is which is incredible. And then the hollow earth at that. It's another thing. And these are smart people that have come up with these theories. It's not like some random dude on Instagram. Sure, the random dude on Instagram got us the information. But these are smart people that have come up with the theory, in particular, the hollow earth. There's been several noted uh, 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 adventurers or explorers or scientists that have come up with this theory in some capacity that the earth is hollow. You know, so, I mean, we can't we can't disregard that point. All right. We're going to talk about Cody Rhodes. Then we're going to get into into the shout. What a segue. What's that, buddy? What a segue. Right. Right. Listen, man. Um. Um, I, I have to continue and tell you guys how pissed I am about what they did to Cody Rhodes in WrestleMania. I can't let you forget it. It is oh, the summer of strings. We have to hear this shit again. <laughs> yes, we have to hear this again. We absolutely have to hear this again. All right? And I didn't do this. Don't get angry at me. Don't get I'm, angry at Billy Ray Valentine. I'm get mad at you. At, get angry at the WWE. I'm very Get angry upset. At, at Vince McMahon. Get angry sure. at Triple H and 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 their, um, their uh, I don't know, their their anger at anyone who steps out of the wwe and comes back and they have to bury him no matter what get angry at all those people get angry at all the mark tards out there that were saying all types of crap and the mark Clark, and the lovers of clark bars and the lovers of the freaking clark bars all those all those people get angry Damn. at them don't get angry at me lot, for being upset at the travesty i am scarred for life it's never going away i feel it's like burn it burns like when you put alcohol on you and and, and you have an open wound that's how it feels like Every freaking day, okay. So now Seth, I mean, uh, uh, Seth Rollins is in the ring. Cody Rhodes comes out, and I almost have a conniption fit. I almost lost it, straight up and down. I was like, "What the fuck is this? What we're gonna get at SummerSlam?" And then Cody Rhodes is gonna win this belt, and it's gonna be his consolation prize. And then Gunther's gonna beat the trash out of him and take it from him at WrestleMania. That's probably what's gonna happen. That was that what was going through my mind. And then Brock Lesnar, the colonizer, uh, saves the day comes out and i'm like yes brock so we're gonna get brock versus cody at SummerSlam. i'm with it i'm cool with that cody's obviously gonna win i don't know how he's gonna win i think they need to give him a decisive win not a not a sneaky win uh because that's all he's really gotten he got one sneaky win and then he lost even though he hit him over the head with a with a metal whatever a silver arm or something several times he still couldn't beat brock um so now I think he needs to beat him convincingly uh, or, or at least fairly, not necessarily convincingly. It could go down to the wire, but, but, but he can win for real uh, and, and get past this and move on and not have the same effect when he wins the world title in Philadelphia, you know, but still that's besides the point. What's up, Bells? Well, you know, we were talking a while back about how Brock Lesnar has beaten all of the black champions in WWE history. Yes. And, he is the colonizer. He is back right. after some time. Uh, mm -hmm. It was kind of an interesting take here because normally, even if it's only been like a month when Brock comes back, the first time you see Brock, he's like the goddamn Tasmanian devil. He just comes out and just tears shit apart and no one can touch him and everyone's terrified and they all just stay in arm's distance if they possibly can. And Cody yeah. gets the upper hand on him here. So that was kind of like an, an interesting, rare event uh, along the career of Brock Lesnar. But I... I had to wonder as I was sitting here, I mean, longtime listeners of ours know I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of Mrs. Rhodes. Um, and I, I wonder if if Brock's animosity towards Cody 
has anything to do uh, with his choice of life partner. And uh, just, oh, just okay. I'm just throwing it out there. All right. All right. I, I think it's a necessary throw. I mean, we have, I do we have we ever actually found out why Brock is all mad at Cody or is it? Oh, no, he just attacked him out of the blue. And now we know. Now we know why. I think I think you make a very astute observation. Yeah. That's absolutely true. Now, at least we have a reason for why it happened. The, actually, yes, the, the WWE the, has still the not colonizer, given Brock Lesnar, the grand dragon of Monday Night Raw. <laughs> <laughs> Are, are you excited for the match, though? I mean, are you cool I'm with, not, with um, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not excited for it, only because, like you said, I feel like, yeah, Cody gets a decisive win here. We move past it. I'm kind of interested to see where Brock goes more than anything out of this, because, we, we, you know, I'm, Cody's going to be in some sort of limbo program for a little while until we get closer to the Royal Rumble, and then we're going to do that whole push. Maybe. Here's what's going to happen. Yeah, Cody maybe. Rhodes. Cody Rhodes comes out at 30 again in the Rumble, again, and he gets eliminated by Dom Dom, and Dom Dom wins the Rumble. I'm I'm in for it. Man. The Heat would be glorious. Freaking lose! I will. I would. I don't know. If Dom Dom does it. I might be happy, but still, I'd, I'd I'd come on the airwaves and just say I told you so for 30 minutes and leave. Nah, um, I want Triple I'm, H to eliminate him at 30. I want I want, I want Triple H to personally <laughs> come out there. time to play the game dude i wouldn't i wouldn't even put it past them all these all these wrestlers coming out of retirement you'd probably do it striz what do you think what what do you think of of brock versus cody three i don't want to see another one of these Mm. there's there there's no way in the world there's no way you can ever convince me that brock lesnar even on his worst diverticulitis day would ever 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 lose to Cody Rhodes, simply not feasible, completely non-believable. And every time that they work, Brock should eat him alive. Hmm. That's just the way it is. If you want to make it look real great, the win that Cody had with Brock, it has him in the Kimura or whatever, and he's not paying attention. He pins himself essentially one, two, three. That was a shit finish. An NCAA champion never, ever would have had himself on his back where he gets himself pinned. No matter how much heat he had during the match, he'd always be aware that he's on his fucking back and on his shoulders nonetheless. The other win with the fucking Bob Orton Jr. fake cast gimmick, stupid. At least there was some real color when he when Brock busted his eyebrow open on the turnbuckle, which caused him to have a couple of staples in his head. That was a nice little touch. But still, completely non-believable because Cody Rhodes is not a believable babyface. He is a fucking heel. He is a fucking heel. And not until Cody Rhodes is a heel could I ever see him beating Lesnar because he'd have to claw, cheat, and steal his way to the victory. And as a, he's he's always just way too calm and way too collected, and his promos are still fucking phony as fuck. Hey, everybody, let's say hi to Janine, our new ring announcing fucking broad next to me. Hi, Janine. You think yes. people give a fuck about it? I was like, go fuck yourself, bro. bro you're, just a, you're just such a class act. Everything he does is just so classy. Now you can check your stupid pocket watch to see what time it is. And oh, my tie and my stupid bullshit. And I have a tie tack and cuffs 
super relatable baby face super relatable so <laughs> you don't have a tie tag steve oh yeah i got 90 of them dude and they're all really up, and they all have my initials on them too so listen it's just he's the yeah. most non-believable fucking baby face tonight like i said last week or the week before he's a heel whether people realize it or not i said it when he was in aew and it took months for him to finally t- for the crowd to finally turn on they'll they'll do it again because they realize that he there's not a fucking there's not a single real emotion coming out of Cody Rhodes. His fucking smile when he stops and smiles is so fucking his teeth are fake, his smile is fake, his hairdo is fucking fake, his clothes are fucking fake, he's a fucking phony from head to fucking toe, and he will never be received as the guy so long as he, he stays a fake. Once he if he can ever learn how to be a real person. Then he'll get over. Damn, Steve. Sorry. Hey. Wow. Harsh. The truth Damn. hurts. But I will take. I will take what Driz just said, and 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 uh, use it to uh, to prop up my point. Because I came on here. <laughs> I came on here the night after WrestleMania or the night of WrestleMania, and I said, Cody Rhodes will not be able to maintain this momentum for one entire year. This is the time to do it. This is the time to do it. And I think I literally said, I'm afraid the crowd will turn on him. Now, I will say that I am very impressed that they haven't turned on him yet and that they still support him to the level that they do, which is still not what it was at Mania. But still, you know, people are, still largely behind Cody Rhodes. I think he's doing a good job right now, right? That being said, I agree with you, Striz. I think he is a natural heel. I came into AEW fully behind Cody Rhodes, and by the end of his road there, I hated him. I hated him. I was like, I hate this guy. And it took him going over to the WWE and all this stuff happening for me to get behind Cody Rhodes again. I, I don't know when it happens. I hope it doesn't happen. I hope he proves me wrong. But it is very possible that, the, that he loses this crowd before WrestleMania. That is ve- or depending on who they throw him in there with, that's when the turn's going to happen. He's going to get in there with somebody that they really want to win. Like a Zami Zayn, if, if they would have put Zami Zayn against him in Mania that, that just passed, it would have been a problem. That would have been a problem. I don't know what it's going to be a year from now or who it's going to be a year from now. But if he gets in the ring with somebody like that, that's that's so hot at that moment, they may turn on Cody Rhodes. I'm just saying. He kind you know, Nick Aldis. I love Nick Aldis. I saw him on a, on on uh, on Impact the other day. I'm like, this guy is fantastic. Yeah. Why why isn't he in the WWE right now? Big he, Huh? Oh, Big Comes he. Of heat. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you can tell me about that. I don't know anything about it, but 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 that's what that's the deal with Cody. So look out, man. Keep keep an eye, keep an eye out. And a lot of people here in the IWC, YWC are going to start hating anyway, for whatever reason. You know, with, with Cody Rhodes, I don't know if he can maintain this all the way to WrestleMania. It is a long way to April. It is a long. Well, he only has to maintain it to the Royal Rumble 
No, he still has to go. He they could still turn on him after winning the Royal Rumble. Actually, winning the Royal Rumble might make it might make the people turn on him right there. What's up, Bellows? I see. No, you. no, you're 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 there, man. I'm 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 gonna combine a little bit of both of what you guys just said there. Like, what if they get to the point to where he wins the Rumble, and then a certain section of the internet fan base starts to go, all right, this is just fucking corny. This is lazy. They're just going to do what they should have done last year. You build all the way up. And instead of us getting this glorious, like, oh my God, he finally did it moment. He fucking cheats and fucking does it like on the grandest stage of them all turns teal, takes this belt. And then on Monday night does like this soliloquy about how he just couldn't let another one slip through his fingers and he was going to do it no matter what and blah, 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 blah. But instead of us like getting like the confetti, we just get shocked faces and like Seth Rollins holding his balls on the ground like after after, you know, like some sort of shenanigans has occurred but yeah they they build it all the way up like cody good guy cody's gonna do it he's gonna fulfill his dad's dream and just boom nope fuck it he just cheats his way to this title Dude, i don't and, hate and, and maybe at that point people are already kind of starting to turn on him anyway so right. it just they no, just get it to get ahead of shift it. right over yeah i don't hate that idea i don't i really don't let's see what happens between now and then but i think um this this is gonna be a prophetic uh 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 edition of wlr right here i want everybody to jot this down and come back and say well the guys kind of told you so Striz has been saying this for since i since AEW, talking about about i have a feeling to the rumble this year they're gonna have him be either number one or two and do the whole thing instead of being 30 right they'll be number one or two you're absolutely right all the way through it and gunther will be 30 they'll flip it oh they flip the script oh boy and he'll he'll win and go to mania or whatever and yeah the only way I could see him winning is he pulls like a golem and he's just, it's anything by any means necessary, complete desperation. Like I said, claw and scratch and bleed and beat the ever living piss out of whoever he, because he just can't let it go. Or he loses that night and then the change happens where he, it just be, he just becomes a completely different Cody. He grows the hair out. He's not wearing the suits. He's like just completely obsessed and, becomes a completely different new generation character of himself because you see him go through all these other characters when he first came around with the mask on and you know the paper bag and like don't look at me i'm hideous and you know, mm. dashing and all these yes. you know chapters of his career now when we let's see like the i came back as the white meat baby face and that didn't work either so now fuck this all, all that shit's out the window i'm just doing this I'm, like desperate measures des- I mean, desperate times call for desperate measures and whoever's champion is alive he's the american nightmare right like where's the nightmare like you know it it shouldn't just be a cute quip because dream and nightmare are kind of synonymous they're opposites like dusty dusty Rhodes was a was a lovable baby face he should be a dastardly heel a wax jackson in the chat what's up a wax how you doing bro okay i'm saying it now the crowd is not turning on Cody at all. AWACS, I hope you're right. Yeah. I'll tell you right now. I hope you're right. WLR hopes you're right. You know, we all collectively hope that you are right. Unfortunately, I don't know. History is not on your side here with this. I, I just don't know. I think the WWE needs to pull the trigger on this. I, I already think they screwed it up. I don't think they can, they can, they can re... And maybe they don't fully turn on him, 
But by the time we get to Mania, it might be a John Cena style, uh, 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 you know, uh, reception by the crowd, half and half, something like that. But um, hey, I don't know. It, it, it's um, I Striz Striz put me on in the beginning because I, you know, he you know Bells he we would he would say it all the time. He's like, yeah, this guy's a heel or whatever. He's an asshole, whatever. And I I I, I was like, nah, Striz, what the hell are you talking about? Until I actually started hating him. And I was like, I really don't like this guy anymore. <laughs> I, just, I just didn't like him anymore. And he's like, I told you, I told you. I'm like, yeah, you're 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 freaking right. Um, smell a phony a mile away. But shit, man, like uh, I I want to like Cody Rhodes. I really like his story. I like what he did. I I, I so I really want to like him. I do like him very much right now. But I know he can be turned on because I turned. You know, so it, it's him. He's he's, and this is a this is a, a heel gimmick. He comes out looking better than everyone else. You know, I I thought about it um when um when he did that to the girl today, when he was like, oh, this is whatever her name is. It's her first night on Raw or whatever. It's 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 just what Bell's pointed out. It's the complete opposite of his dad. The complete opposite, the dream and the nightmare, right? Like it's just a a a refined guy with with the money. You know, he came from the money with all the opportunity in the world. Didn't have to fight for well, he did fight for some stuff, but he didn't have to fight to get in the door. You know, Dusty Rhodes was the son of a plumber. You know, and and he oh, well, yeah. he did he he wore some stuff from time to time, but he you know he was just the, the common man, right? That's what he was supposed to be. Cody Rhodes is not that. He's not the common man. Even What's even that? you know in that promo, it was just funny the way that he did it, right? Whatever her name is, Jesse or Jessica, whatever. He doesn't really like look at her address her he doesn't he just kind of goes right into it oh it's jesse's first night like almost if you're if you're in the crowd you probably have no idea who who or what the fuck he's talking about um and then they kind of zoom out a little bit and there's the new girl like like to you know to, to compare it to his dad his you know dusty would have come out and like oh you're new you know like would have kind of like started up like a little dialogue with her and like kind of got her over a little bit instead Cody barely acknowledges her, but like almost patronizingly. So it's like, oh, everyone say hey to Jesse. And it, <laughs> it just comes off disingenuous. And it's if you're going to do that. Sort because of show, it is. <laughs> ding, <laughs> ding, ding. Like, you know, we're not helping as, as corny right? as like Mick Foley's cheap pop was like, I actually believe Mick Foley was fucking excited to be in, in you know, right. Paul Tuckett, wherever the fuck he was that night. You know, like, <laughs> OK, all right. Yeah. Sure, Mick Foley's the type of guy that probably would be excited to be in, you know, Sheboygan on a Thursday night. Mm -hmm. But Cody Rhodes, not so much. I'm not. I'm not getting it. Well, we're we're not helping the issue here by by stating the obvious. A lot of these times, you plant the seed, the seed takes a root and it grows, right? And a lot of people probably don't know that they hate Cody Rhodes, and now they know that they hate Cody Rhodes, right? Just saying, I don't know. Hold on, my man. Send us your testimonials. I didn't know I hated Cody Rhodes until WLR <laughs> told me. It's turned my life around. I've lost ninety-five pounds. <laughs> Good lord! All right, man. Um, yeah, yeah, but that—that's the deal. So I, I, again, and and I will not let it go. I will not let it go, um, because the WWE did this to you, just like the elites and the Bilderberg Group and those bastards at Bohemian Grove. <laughs> They did this to you, okay? And let's remember uh, who did this to us here in the IWC, YWC, and uh, and, and and ruined uh, the whole Cody Rhodes experience, turning it from a dream into a nightmare. Here we go. All right. Striz, let's get into it. 
All right. Excellent topic today that you, you put out there. I, I dig it so much. Who is your favorite wrestler on the Raw roster for the shout-outs? And we're going to get to everybody in the chat, too. What's up, Striz? How you doing? All right. Good, good, good. All right. My first, I, yeah, I said, who's your favorite Raw, Raw wrestler? Because we're recording after Raw tonight because of the 4th of July. That'd be kind of fun, you know, see who everybody likes on this particular roster. Yeah. And uh, I put uh, Rhea Ripley as mine because, as you said earlier, over the last two years, she's really, really come into her own and has become a real star. And uh, like Bello said, probably the most entertaining member of um, Judgment Day. Uh, first uh, WWE World Women's uh, Champion. I mean, she's doing a great job. Think back to like the May Young Classic where she came in and she had the long blonde hair and just like a white meat baby face, just glad to be there. And now she's like uh, a standout character. And uh, I think it came a little too soon when she was trying to bring her up for a couple manias a little too soon. And she looked the part and uh, looked great in her gear. But mechanically speaking, she just wasn't ready to go yet. And, you know, you fumble, you stumble, but you learn on the job. And here we are a couple of years later, and she's on point with just about everything she does. And the crowd reacts to her. They love her, but they love to hate her. And she, she's a very effective person out there. Uh, she's given Dom Dom uh, a huge step up in his career because I think that the two of them together, it has a little bit of synergy that I never would have thought of putting them together. So kudos to WWE for doing that. And, um you know, I think she's just, um, in the next couple of years or so, she is going to be that WrestleMania main eventer, just like um, Charlotte did, and just like Becky did, and Ronda. And um, I think that, you know, the sky's the limit for her. So that's why I chose her as my favorite uh, um, Monday Night Raw uh, superstar. Right. So here's our list this week. I'll get to the both of you towards the end. Billy Ray already left the cat out of the bag with who he likes the best, but we'll we'll come back around to that. But at the top of the list this week is Jay Reezy Men. Jay Reezy. Everybody's favorite Texan. And uh, he um, he's probably crying right now because his favorite uh, Monday Night Raw superstar is Cody Rhodes. Ah, <laughs> oh, sorry to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> Up next, we have Jose Van Dam. J-V-D. There he goes. That's right. He's going to be pretty happy. His uh, favorite uh, Raw superstar is Randy Orton, who I hear is in, uh, ready to return at any moment now. So nice. that'll be a nice little return. Doing his uh, best work in his career, I think, right now. Absolutely. What what the stuff he did with um, Riddle was fantastic. fantastic. Right. He played the big brother role so perfectly. It was great. Especially when he finally like let down that one gear and said, I... I need to enjoy this. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. when it really started getting over. Uh, Adam Finch is next up. What's going on, Adam? So Finchy. Uh, he's going with Imperium. How do you know it's Imperium? Yeah. Imperium. If, if, you, if you like hard nose, you know bell to bell wrestling. I mean, they're hard to beat. I will tell you this, Finchy. Um, I've I've been I've been very worried. You know, like I've I've been watching the news. You know, and 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 you know they talk about China. And they talk China. about North Korea and China. Russia, you know, and, and, and Iran and who the biggest threat to the world is right now, you know, and, 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 and who's going to start a war. And I, I always, you know, I, I never think about those countries. I think about Germany. 
you know, because they're the ones that always I, start the shit. Yep. I don't know if, if you guys are familiar or a history buff, but right. you know, <laughs> historically speaking, yeah, they, they sacked Rome, the last two couple world wars, world wars you know, you know yeah, yeah. They, they took on the world, you know, twice, you know, yeah. so I'm just saying, so I, you know, with Imperium, it, it, it jogged that in my memory. Go ahead, sir. All right. Next up on the list, we have Vince McHameen. How's it going, Vince? What's up, Vince? His uh, favorite is Otis. He's Otis is fun. Otis to watch. is a dope Otis pick. Is good. Otis is, and and uh, um their whole uh, their whole thing with like Maxine and uh, love you. you know Shorty G it can't is beat it. It's, it's, it's fun TV. Thank you. It's Thank you. freaking great. I yeah, love the whole thing. It's weird, but I, I like that they're baby faces now, even though there's absolutely no reason for them to be other than yeah, there's you know they're just they're just we're, this week are baby faces. Right. All right. Still do the same old shit with the heel manager and me being a dickhead. Yep, do the same thing. Great, baby faces. All right, next up on the list we have Jacques Marksman. What's going on, Jacques? What's up, Jacques? He's going Bonjour. with uh, the man who I think ended up tying Finn Balor for the most amount of likes this week, and that is the world heavyweight champion Seth Rollins. Oh, Seth Rollins. All right, the other people who like Seth Rollins, I'll say uh, Tim Marksman. And let's see. Another one on there. It's probably on this list. I'll see it as I go further down. Uh, all right. Next up on the list, we have Lucy Marksman. What's going on, Lucy? So Lucy. Now Lucy. Lucy and David Jingleheimer. All right. Julie David from Buffalo. Jingleheimer Schmidt or just yeah, Jingleheimer? They, they all went Jingleheimer. They all went with Finn Balor. Even though wow. his career may be dead, apparently he still has a few fans left up there. This guy's a clone. It's not the real Finn. It's yeah. fake Finn, ladies and gents. I'm trying to warn you. I'm trying to tell you. Don't don't get hang up. On, when do you think they it. switched him? Uh, I, I, after the Universal title. Uh, uh, law, okay. Seth Rollins. They, they oh. switched him out. He's never been the same. I found the other person who likes Seth Rollins. Sort of tied through with Bill Ballard, three and three. Was uh, your boy, um, Billy Ray, uh, Michael Davis. Michael Davis was good. PW Hustle Zone. What's up, sir? Fine up pick next, there with Cody Rhodes. Up next, we have Jimmer Monroe, and he Seth brought Rollins. back somebody who's actually not in the company right now, but Bellow's old roommate, Enzo Amore. Enzo. <laughs> I, I, there's a couple of people who started putting, like, people who aren't there anymore, and I just said, I'm not reading 20 of those. Mm. So, you can follow the uh, stuff. He, Jimmer gets the pass because he's been with us every week since we came back. But uh, oh, buddy. starting next week. Everyone, if you don't answer the question with uh, specifically, <laughs> I'm just going to pass you by. But uh, you know, whatever, we're having fun. All right, next up on the list is the one true Babo. Now, wow. I was surprised he, he was the only person who said "LA Knight." Yeah, LA yeah, Knight. That's right. Yeah. Uh, all right, mm-hmm. Marky uh, Marcus E. Marksman. What's going on, Marcus? He's a long time uh, listener. He says Gunther. Gunther's Gunther's not raw. He's not our raw. He is now. Yes, he is. He is post draft. He was out there with Imperium tonight, and uh, that must have been when I saw Drew McIntyre. Okay. Anyway, they're setting up for Drew McIntyre versus Gunther at SummerSlam. Okay, Bello, is he gonna? Is Drew gonna win the Intercontinental Title at SummerSlam against Gunther? God, I hope not. What do you think? Probably, probably not. Nah, he's not winning. No, he's not. If he doesn't, then it's time for him to go to greener pastures. But I personally hope that Gunther keeps it because I'd like to see him just keep the run going. There's no need for him to yeah, drop. He's doing a great job. Right. And, and, uh, but for I a guy like um, a former two-time world champion, you know, and, you know, he looks like a star. You know, he has every, he has all the, you know, the 
trappings of what you would think is an absolute WWE superstar, um, Drew McIntyre. If he did, like I said, if he doesn't win it, maybe he should look towards AEW or getting out of the business for a little bit, revamping and coming back with a new home. Right. Because you can't keep come back from a big thing and then have a big loss. It's kind of that means they got nothing for you, and you're pretty much on your way out as is. All right, up next we have K Bob. Uh, K Bob Tech, what's going on, K Bob? Okay, Bob. So K Bob. I was surprised he's the only one that said Sami Zayn. Ah, oh. Sami Zayn, hmm. fantastic. Although I think Sami Zayn, now I think of it, I don't know because they have the tag belts. Can they go on both shows? Because I actually thought they might have been uh, SmackDown town. But uh, either way, get separated from the Usos in the draft. I thought that was part of the deal. Oh, I'm not sure. You might be right. Either way, there was no uh, sighting of them on Raw this week, so who knows? Uh, up next, we have Dan Heffron. What's going on, Dan? Up, Hef. He up, dug Dan? deep on this one. <laughs> Shelton Benjamin. Shelton Ooh. Benjamin. I can't remember I the last time we saw Shelton have a match. He's still on the, is he still on the active roster? Right. I, uh, I think so, but I know they were trying to reheat um, what they call uh, Hurt Business for a little bit, but that ended up getting scrapped as fast as it came back. Right. So Shelton Benjamin and... Uh, Cedric Alexander are by the wayside at this time, but right. he's still a fantastic hand. And uh, yeah, both of them. Yeah, he's it's too bad that he's it's kind of too bad he's spinning his wheels. But again, paycheck. Right, he's doing just fine. Right, all right. That, up next is everybody's favorite Chimera, Mandir. What's going on, my Mandir? Friend? What's up, buddy? My dear. Uh, he and Colin Wiseman said the same thing. They're both out of touch. They both said Stone Cold, and uh, they got passes again because they're both longtime listeners. But again. On the current answer roster, the guys. Yeah, answer the question or be ignored for life. <laughs> we can't oh, ignore next. Colin. He's too sexy. Yeah, so we can't we can't ignore him. Your boy Ignore. Billy Ray, the professor. The professor Chabella Villa Cruz, all the he way from Bombay, New Jersey. The tag team Ender Shear, which I actually enjoy them. I Indian love Indian dudes. Yeah, they're I fantastic. love those guys. They're freaking fantastic. Yeah, I, love, uh, I love the throwback. I love them. Sangha is. He's got money written all over him. He's going to be a big single star. I think the tag team thing is actually going to hold him back. Yeah. But we'll see how it goes. All right. Up next, we have Kaz. And he says Natalia, if you can believe that or not. Maybe he's from Canada. So maybe you're a fucking maybe, liar, yeah. Kaz. Why you trying, liar. Yeah, exactly. Why are you trying to troll us, bro? Maybe he knows liar. Natalia on a personal level. Who knows? We Even if you do. Right. <laughs> Unacceptable, bro. What the hell is that? Listen, unless you're hey. Natty's plastic surgeon, she shouldn't be your favorite anything, okay? This right. woman's been <laughs> pumped full of more plastic than fucking... <laughs> it's rough, right? It's rough. It's, it's painful to watch the transition. Like, bitch, we know. I know. Like, I've been know, watching right? you on TV it's for rough. 20 years. I know. Isn't it weird, like, when they go back to, like, a wicked old clip, you go, like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, that's her? Oh, yeah. Oh, Dana Brooke, dude, is the biggest... Like, she's a different person. Dana, especially Charlotte, when they show her like NXT clips, it's not a right. completely different face. She went oh, from yeah. regular college-looking chick to blonde Cher. Yeah, I, yeah. Just, I, there's I, no I, in between. I, right. I think I think these are clones. These are not yeah. who they used to be. Nope. In particular, Finn Finn Balor. They're, they're organic robotoids from Russia. All three. <laughs> of them. I hope that's true. That'd be yeah. really entertaining to find that oh, out. Man. It would be like people from like that that TV show from the 80s, V, where you pull yeah. up their face and they're reptilians. That'd be awesome. During a match, <laughs> somebody scrolls. got like knocked out and they scrape their face and they expose like like the fake skin flapping off and it's a big lizard face. That'd be great. 
Oh my God, she's a reptilian. She's a reptilian. <laughs> I knew it. She is a lizard. My God. Lizard people. <laughs> lizard had a family. <laughs> All right. Next up on the list, Big Ray has decided to rejoin civilization and who? Not tell us to go fuck ourselves this week. And uh, he says, um, Chris Catan. Oh, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark is his favorite. Uh, Wrestler on the raw roster. Man, he pointed that out to me the uh, today. It was today. He was like, "Hey, Chris Kattan is on television." I'm like, "What yeah. the fuck are you talking about?" Like, she does look like Chris Kattan. I, there, there is a resemblance there. All right, now we already know that um, Billy Ray has said that um, Dirty Dom Dom is his favorite on Raw. Let you explain that a little. I mean, bit more I in mean, a I mean, is there anything to explain? If no, if I you don't. don't see it, what is wrong with you? Excuse look, me? look inside yourself. Look inward. Take some time I to reflect and meditate on why you think anybody other than Dom Dom is the best. Like hey. right now, they're, what's up, Sturius? He was over with me when I thought we were going to call him Principe. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there is no one better on the roster right now. There's no one that commands more attention, and he's doing it without a freaking song that 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 commands people to sing on the spot. Okay, because Cody Rhodes is getting no. Cody Rhodes didn't get over on his song, but but Seth Rollins kind of did, you know. And so uh, uh, no, Dom Don didn't do that. He didn't need that because he's just he just oozes charisma, you know. And, and he's a badass from the streets, you know, from from the mean streets of Greenwich, Connecticut. You know what I mean? He did his he's thing. Serving a hard time. Exactly, exactly. So I I relate, and I realize all of you other people can't relate like I relate, but still, uh, the best hands down on. I want to say in the entire WWE right now, but we're just talking about Monday Night Raw. And because I want to stay loyal to what Strids had put out, that's where I'm staying. So I'm not I'm not I'm not breaching that ice wall between <laughs> Raw and SmackDown. But uh staying on Raw, he is the best, hands down. Prove right. me wrong. All right. Now, last but not least is the Andrew Bello. Now I have to tell you about uh, Bello's choice, and you'll let Bello say who it is. But I'm going to say he's been consistent about this being his favorite worker. Probably not just on Raw, but in WWE in general. For I would say the last three years at least that we've been doing the show. And we've been doing the show longer than three years. But I have to say for at least the last three years, this has been Bellow's number one guy. Go ahead, Bellows. You can, you can uh, let the cat out of the bag and explain yeah, to the people who it is and why he chose this person. Sure. My pick is Michael the Miz Mizanin, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Father to future greatest female intercontinental champion of all time. And also father to two Muffin and Mocha, lovely dogs, and the wife, uh, or wife to, or <laughs> husband to Maurice Mizanin. I mean, first and foremost, the man is just winning at life, right? On top of that. He's continued over the years and years and years and years that he's been doing this to just give us great performances. And what does he get for it? Nothing. This motherfucker is 0-50 this year on Monday Night Raw <laughs> and, yep. and, on, and on WWE television. Doesn't matter. Takes it in stride. Rolls right through. Gets guys over. Cuts great promos. Goes home. Bang. This fucking smoke show of a wife. The Miz is just, <laughs> the Miz will go on to be one of the most underrated professional wrestlers in the history of WWE. He will never fully be appreciated. The amount of world title runs that they could have given this guy and didn't is just tragic. He could have been a heel champ anytime you needed a heel champ, and he can get a baby face over anytime you need to get a baby face over. And the fact oh, wow. that he carried the shows like SmackDown for years with the with the Intercontinental Championship 
is is indicative of just how valuable he could have been and he's the face of the company right now for a reason pretty much anytime you need a promo you need an interview you need a magazine shoot guess who's there it's the miz and rightfully so i can wax poetic about this man all evening billy ray you guys wanted to do the show at 11 i got all the fucking energy in the world now (laughs) baby i caught second win let's go let's do it what's up strength what were you gonna i I just want to say that um fantastic uh, hand the, the the Miz, you couldn't ask for more out of the guy. Yes, he could have been a several. Like I'm talking, like 14 time world champ. He would have had heat every single time. And uh, the one thing I'd like to see him do before he calls it a career is not just tie, but beat Chris Jericho's Intercontinental Championship record. I think it was 10, 10. nine or ten for uh, for uh, Jericho. So I'd love this if the Miz could break that just to stick it up Jericho's ass because he's in AEW. Why not do it? Yeah, he did yeah, make just a, give did make feather a, in a Daniel Bryan reference in the uh, in his promo tonight too. He was he talking about somebody left the company, but I can't. I didn't know. It was, was he talking about Daniel Bryan? Well, he was saying all the guys that he like that that you know called him a coward men- that he mentored and then and that uh, you know turned on him are all gone. And when you think about it, like mm-hmm. Sandow, fucking Alex Riley, and in in storyline, he considers Daniel Bryan to be one of those people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I and because and, Daniel uh, Bryan was his rookie, yeah, and that actually was, was great. He was his rookie, and, and, and that's another one of the of the many travesties uh, done by the WWE. Daniel Bryan, Bryan Daniels, and the Miz's rookie. The that's fantastic television. Get the it fuck out of here. Let me tell you something, uh, 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 Bells. Let me let me tell you something real quick, okay? The Miz has overachieved. In every measure of his life, yeah, meaning he is not overrated, he's completely no, 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 no. outdone no, no. He's everything. He's right. underrated, and 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 that's about it. Two champion, two world championship runs is more than enough no, for that guy. I don't think alone. they should have given him another one, right? And and, and they keep giving him a, a meaningless intercontinental title. It, it, it's I'm good. I'm good on the Miz. It he, wasn't meaningful. He's done so much, and and and, and I'll, I'll say it. I'll say I'm like yeah, you know, you you've you've way overachieved as a human on Earth because he was just an annoying guy from uh, the real world, the most annoying character on that show. He was great, and and he's still incredibly annoying. No, but I'm very happy for him. But let's not go overboard talking about he's underrated, any of this underrated. stuff. Underrated. In an era where good. everyone will talk about Orton and Cena and Batista and Lesnar and all these other guys, the Miz's name should be in that conversation. You are out of your mind. Out of by, your by mind. By the way, the zone. What's the, up? The, the, the most annoying character in the history of the real world was Puck. Puck. Yeah. Let's, let's get oh, things this is true. Yes, <laughs> I was, was talking like about that, that particular like cat. Playing like a twenty-eight-year-old kid on that show. Yes, yes, absolutely. All right, uh, Jim, uh, Jimmy Davis. What's up, Jimmy Davis? How you doing? He says, uh, "Outcast is still better than Wu Tang." And to no. that, all I have to say is this: All Quatens and Juan, Quaomsa, Lajuan. You figure that out. All right. Um, right. What else do we have? Hold on. There were a couple. There were a couple. <laughs> This is stupid. All right. We, we, there was something else I wanted to refer to, but I, I don't have it anymore. We got, let's talk about that real quick before we move on, before we get out of here. Um, um, Outcast Wu-Tang. There was that stupid list. Actually, you you tweeted it out. I saw it, and I was outraged. I was like, Outcast yeah. number one? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. 
come on. Listen, I understand there are people out there that love Outcast. I like Outcast quite a bit. I have their entire freaking catalog. They are not better than Wu-Tang Clan. They are not better than A Tribe Called Quest. They are not better than Public Enemy. They are not better than the Beastie Boys. They are not better than the Beastie Boys. They are not better than the freaking Beastie Boys. Stop the nonsense. All right, I understand that a couple of people grew up through, during the era where it was cool to like Outkast. Outkast is a top 10 group. I'll give you the top 10. That's about it, right? They're not in the top five. You can make it, they may not be in the top six. Just saying, all right, that's it. That's all I got to say, Bills. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I just feel like these lists get created to stir up this type of buzz they, that the people who are making these lists, it's weird. They're willing to sacrifice their own journalistic or musical tastes and integrity uh to get people talking yeah if you have a list of hip-hop groups and wu-tang isn't number one i'm sorry you're wrong there's not even this isn't even up for fucking debate people i'm sorry this isn't even fucking up for debate you want to argue like historical context there was other groups nwa public enemy blah 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 like yeah all right sugar hill gang fuck it I don't care. I'll hear the argument, <laughs> but there's definitely no respect list to the old school that man. doesn't have Wu Tang Clan number one that right. anyone should be taking seriously. I think Migos was on this cast. list. Ain't nobody <laughs> going to be listening to Migos ten years from now. No, seriously. One. Like, how did they make the Dude, top I ten? Play, I will be listening to the Fuji's the score like on oh. my deathbed fifty years from now, Lord willing. I, mm-hmm. I will have forgotten who Migos is at that point. Yes, but but Jimmy Davis, you are still the man, and 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 we and we love you, sir. You continue to say what it is you have to say. All right, is there anything we're missing? We did the money in the bank. We spoke about Monday Night Raw. Is there anything else? Do is there anything else we have to say? Well, not really. I hope everybody has a great Fourth of July. What are you doing for the Fourth, Chris? Oh, go ahead, Bells. You, you, no, no, I got one thing because we were talking about our favorite wrestlers. I did have a comment about yours because you, you mentioned Rhea. One of the yeah. really cool things about Rhea, having, having followed her now for an obscenely long amount of time because she yeah, was yeah, in yeah. one of the women, the first women's tournament that they ran like through Full Sail, she was in it. And yeah. she was like 19, tall, blonde. You wouldn't fucking recognize this girl compared to what you see on Monday Night Raw. She... Went out early in that tournament. Obviously, they didn't have any real big design for her at that moment in time. She goes out on the indies. She creates this new persona that she has kind of been working with now for for a long time um, and and comes back and takes that whole tournament by storm. And her whole career has kind of been like a weird bunny hop. She came up. She wasn't quite ready. She went out formulated a, a new plan came back dominated built her way up through nxt got called up a little early goes to wrestlemania didn't quite work out came back around and then the next year you know she she's killing it so uh yeah just like her whole storyline has been fantastic and i was talking about before about how she's kind of like pete has she we were talking about all these different titles i'm gonna push it rhea ripley over austin theory for the united states title <laughs> i'm with it man I am so down with that. Why that, not? That, you know? That'd be freaking. I, I'd I'd be cool with it. I wasn't cool when China was beating people back in the day. I wasn't. I wasn't up on it. If Rita Ripley does that, I'm with it. One hundred percent. In particular, gets theory, jealous. Too, we get a whole feud there. We can yeah. we can do things. Right. How right. about if Mommy and Dom are co-intercontinental champion? I love it. 
or co-U.S. champion, whichever. You want Gunther to do a job, but so why not? We can we can sacrifice uh, a town down for yeah, a couple of weeks. Yeah. Not Gunther. Yeah, definitely. Co-U.S. champions. I'd I'd like him to go in there and beat the trash out of Gunther and take that belt from him. Be like, you're not an intercontinental champion. I'm the intercontinental champion. Just take it. You know, just uh, that'd be pretty cool. For as far as I'm concerned, Gunther can you just keep that belt for the rest of his life. I'll be, yeah, yeah, I get I'll be happy with it. That's fine. Go ahead. We'll talk about a real icy champion, the greatest icy champion of all time, the honky tonk man. If if he beats the honky tonk man's record, I'll be all for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm yeah. cool with that. That's what they're gonna have him do. So right. Let's get Why up not? out of here. Let's get out of here. It's the fourth of July. My favorite fourth of July song is uh, a sound garden. Fourth of July. Listen to that tomorrow. I also like Real American, uh, the Hulk Hogan theme song. It's a fantastic America song. America, fuck yeah. Uh, go listen to that one. That's fantastic. Uh, and I'm sure I'll think of others before we get up out of here. Striz, what you doing? And what's a great America song? Oh, geez. Uh, I'm going to be going to my dad's house to man the barbecue. Dope. Doing uh, dogs and burgers, my friend. And uh, it'll be fun. My aunt and uncle are going to be there. My brothers are coming up and the wives are coming up and it'll be a good time. And I'm bringing a big old watermelon. It'll be summer personified at the summer of Striz. Nice. And uh, American song. Uh, I'll say what my mother's favorite uh, American song was. Uh, I think it was like, uh, Proud to be an American by Lee Greenwood, I believe. That's it. Where, that was where, where she, that one gave her goosebumps. So, uh, you know, whenever I hear that song, I think of her. And uh, yeah, so it, I wish she was still around because I know if I played this, you know, on 4th of July, I'd, you know, get her all sobbing. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, you know, get that little one tear in your eye, you know. Like, but, uh, you know, it's a great song. Every time I hear it, I, I give a little to my mom and a little salute. And, you know, so that's what we're going to be doing for this 4th of July. I hope you guys have a fun time. What, what are you guys going to be doing? Fowles, what's up? I'm doing little to nothing. I'm probably going to be spending most of the day reading comic books and in the lab working on the new projects and whatnot. And uh, probably trying to do a new remix to that fucking Nakamura song. Um, that That's an inevitability, it feels like. But uh Good America song. Uh, I'm I'm a classic. Um, I, I like God Bless America. Not even particularly religious, but that's that one always gets me. Gets me with the tear and the the eagle, you know, like overlay and like all that. Yeah, it's just, that's that's where I'm at. And the music hits. Um, and James Brown, right? Uh, fucking living in America. Living in America. Huh. Love that yeah. song. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, all right. We're getting up out of here. Everybody have a, a great 4th of July. What are you I, doing? I don't know, man. Typically, I'm doing something. I love the 4th. It's like my one of my favorite holidays. Like it's, it's the middle of the year for me. And I love to celebrate it. All the stuff I would do. Like I can't eat half of the stuff that I want to eat anymore. And, and uh, I, I'm not in Florida. Typically, I'm in Florida at this point or somewhere. So I'm, I'm here. To, uh, and and that's fine. I guess there's a there's a, a theme park over here. Um, it's very local. It's a local theme park. It's like a, it's called Rye Playland. It's up in Rye, New York. And everybody from the Bronx, from you know, we've we've all gone there as kids. It's I mean, it's a small, very like a uh, home homey type place. It's it's very cool, you know. And and sometimes we go up there for the fourth. So we we might do that. There's a beach there. They got fireworks. So we we might do that. But it, I wouldn't rule out just staying home. Let's see how we feel, man. I might just stay home and I'll go buy burgers and hot dogs and some some fries and make them for the fam, you know, and uh, 
and just chill out. You know, like uh, it's going to be a hot. I'll turn on the AC and we'll just take it easy. I'm not sure. But I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm I'm looking forward to it, though. I love I love the fourth. I got my limited edition new era Captain America hat. I got two nice. of them shit because I lost one of them and then I found it again. So now I got two. Um, So I'm wearing that tomorrow. And I got my Captain America shirt. I'm wearing that tomorrow. I bought some new Adidas. I'm wearing those tomorrow. So I've also got backup hats just in case. Yeah, gotta- Hell yeah, you got <laughs> You have to, man. Uh, I'm gonna take pictures and send them to you guys. My Captain America caps, man. Awesome. Um, but but yeah, man. So uh, I'm I'm very I love the Fourth of July. I'm I'm uh, I'm an American. You know, they, they, I, I saw Floyd. I I, I don't uh, subscribe to a lot of the crap that Floyd Mayweather has to say, but he said something the other day, and I or at least I saw it the other day. And he goes, "I'm not an African American. I'm an American." He's like, you don't see, you see people coming over from, from Europe. They don't call them, even though they do, they have, you know, Italian American or German American or whatever, but they're just American. And he's like, I want to be an American. I was born here. This is my country. I'm an American. And I, I agree. I am an American. You're, you're, as usual, Billy Ray, you're wrong. You're, uh, you're now a, a Latin American. This is a new Latin. thing that, that, that yes, that pug has, has shine on me latinx is old school you bigots stop using it it's latin that shit is insulting stop calling me latinx it's it's what is it now latin latin l-a-t-i-n-e one letter away from latrine which is precisely where that belongs i am a latin american thank you for for letting me know he's always he's always up on this and always correcting me for the better i want i want to i want to be a better person i want to grow all right Getting out of here. WLR, 4th of July. Thank you very much. Hami Media, go check out everything they're doing over there. Channel Attitude, right here on the PW Hustle. We just did an episode of the PW Hustle for Money in the Bank. Go check that. A-Track Brown is doing a ton of reactions. Check that. The Professor and Tommy Wonder doing the old school shows. Go check that. We have the A-Show coming up here. Go check that. Uh, And a couple other things we got going on here. So look out. We're coming. WLR. It's the Striz. Tell the people where they can find you, sir. The Summer Striz. What's up? All right. Find me on Twitter at Steve underscore. And uh, next um, Tuesday, I believe, I'll send out the next the question. If you'd like a uh, shout-out, just follow the question, and uh, you will have said shout-out, and we'll have some fun on next week's WLR. Also, I'm a, I believe I'm still on Friday Locker Room this week. Got to check that out with Ben Hameen. I'll probably be recording Thursday morning, and uh, so give that a listen on Channel Attitude. And uh, we'll hang out with the hacker for a couple hours and talk some wrestling. Fantastic. Bells, what's up? Not the man. You could find me on the Twitter machine at the Andrew Bello. That's T H to the E A N to the D R E W B E L O. And uh, also check out my YouTube. Get over there. Subscribe. I'm going to be doing that Nakamura remix probably soon. More music to come. Plenty of music up there. And I'm just living in America, baby. Eye to eye. Nation and nation. For real, and I, I, and and Tian Coupon comes in clutch at the end with "Born in the USA" by Bruce Springsteen. How did I forget that? How did I, I forget that? Can't get that? I can't co-sign the Bruce. I'm sorry, I'm one of those. <laughs> Dope. I love Bruce. You can't know, it's it. a bad America song. Um, American made. And we spoke about that on the PW Hustle, but American made the the Hulk Hogan theme in I blasted WCW. that song a couple of days ago. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's a man. I can't even hit this. It's, it's great because it's so bad. It is so bad, so incredibly bad. Oh my gosh. All right. Yo, Bells. It's What's the fourth of July. It is. I got your punk ass down the road. Uh, Let's start straight. Let's get out of here, man. Yo, peace out. Peace. Peace. Where is it?
Is it coming? No. We're doing? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We out. Here go, Vinny. Right. <laughs> Boom. <laughs>